Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Relentless Daring Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Morgan, and here we are engaged in the relentless, daring pursuit of truth, justice, and American jackassery. And, oh, folks, I'm telling you, today has been full of the jackassery. Um, If you have been living under a rock, I don't know how you're listening to this podcast because you probably don't have internet, and so I'm talking to nobody. Hell, I'm probably talking to nobody anyways, but uh, in case you somehow missed it, there was a mass shooting in El Paso at a Walmart today. I mean, I'm just going straight into it. I'm going to stay away from all of the gun debate, hoo-ha and all that, because... We are currently at the point where policy prescriptions do not need to be talked about, nor should they be talked about. There are still families grieving, families awaiting answers, law enforcement trying to figure out the why. Why did this person, whose name I will not say, drive 600-some-odd miles from Dallas, Texas, to El Paso, walk into a Walmart with an AK-47, and open fire. He killed babies. That is something that weighs heavily on my heart. As a combat veteran, seeing young children children that were the ages of my children, whose bodies had been torn apart by shrapnel thrown by the insurgents, by the bad guys, the guy we, guys we were there to kill. And these kids had done nothing other than be in the wrong place at the wrong time. This is it on repeat for me, and it absolutely hurts my soul to think about a two-month-old being killed for no goddamn reason at all. So, if my language on this subject is a little salty, I apologize now. But it it hurts. As far as we can tell, this person posted a manifesto on 8chan, which is a spinoff of 4chan, some message board full of internet miscreants and yeah, maybe they're ne'er-do-wells, maybe they're just, you know, rabble-rousers, whatever. But in his manifesto, he put on display that he is, in fact, a white supremacist and that he hates Mexicans and brown people. And, you know, he fully supported Trump building a wall Big shocker there. I don't even know what to say. I mean, this this has just been an absolute train wreck of a day trying to figure out, figure out and piece together off the news media as it came together. But I think it's one of those one of those times where we need to call out, not necessarily. I mean, obviously the violence. There needs to be, you know, 100%, this is something that should not happen. Should never happen. But one of the unfortunate side effects of living in a free society is that on occasion these things do happen. There are those who say these happen more and more often. 
there's been four in 2019 within the United States. I mean, they had the one in California at the Garlic Festival last week where three people were killed. And, you know, shockingly, the perpetrator of that drove across state lines, purchased a firearm that is illegal in the state of California, went to a gun-free zone where if you take a gun there, you get extra punishment, and proceeded to ruin lives. This person was fully intent on committing murder, and I think he he was even concerned about his hearing because even though he was going to commit the wholesale slaughter of his fellow human beings, he had the presence of mind to wear earmuffs. Maybe, maybe it was to protect his hearing from the 7.62 by 3.9 rounds going off in that AK. But I think he was such a cowardly bitch that he did not want to hear the screams of his victims. And so he had to cover his ears. That's what I'm going to go with. He was a coward. But looking through it, Twitter has just gone insane again. I'm not going to go into policy prescriptions over, well, what gun control measures should we look at? Should we entertain as conservatives, as libertarians? Which ones should we outright ignore? Because... They're pointless and will do absolutely nothing. Here's here's a secret. No gun laws will stop gun crime. Don't tell anyone. But we know we really need to look at the motivation. Like I said, he posted a allegedly posted a manifesto on 8chan calling out what he was going to do, the equipment he was going to use. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. And he did go into the why. That he hates brown people. That white people reign supreme. So he went to a city that is, I think, last time I looked earlier today, I think it's close to 80% Hispanic. Walked into a Walmart and opened fire. Uh, Going through Twitter, Matt Walsh, uh, Formerly of the Blaze. I'm really not sure what he does. He has his own blog. And I'm going to read you his tweet. Word for word. No censoring. Because at this point, what good is it going to do? Quote. It seems this piece of shit was a white supremacist. It's cowardly for us on the right to refuse to talk about his ideology or pretend it doesn't matter. We wouldn't do that if he was a Muslim or Antifa. White supremacy is evil, stupid, and dangerous. We have to say that loudly, end quote. And I 100% agree with, with Matt Walsh on this. Yes, there may be people who come out and they will dance around and uh, we don't want to say it quite that way. We might upset people, but piss on them. White supremacy, as well as black supremacy, Jewish supremacy, Muslim supremacy, if you subscribe to an ideology that puts your race, your ethnicity above and makes everybody else an other and subservient to you and to your race or ethnicity or your religion, you have no place in civil society. End of story. I'm tired of seeing this crap. You have have the Black Panthers who stand outside of a polling place in suburban Philadelphia holding bats 
keeping people from voting because they might be voting against their black president-to-be. You have these racist, I can't even use the words because this is a PG-13 podcast. These racist twat waffles, I'll go with that. Like Dick Spencer and all of his ilk who pushed their belief that white people are the only people worth protecting, worth having in charge of anything, and everyone else should be subservient to us, independent on us, and if we don't want them around, we have every God-given right to get rid of them. Well, I take that back because Dick Spencer does not believe that our rights come from God. He believes rights of man are given by man. He is not alt-right. There is a left and a right, and the alternate to the right is the left. There is not a train track that, you know, that has a sideline on it that goes goes down so far and then comes back on, and then the racist idiots go off on this sidetrack, but they're still on the same side of us. No, they are collectivists. They are statists. And they believe in using state control to keep down the races that they don't do not believe in. They will come out and try to say that because this guy had MAGA posts in his uh, social media prior to scrubbing it. Because yes, he scrubbed his Facebook or his Twitter apparently before you know just hours before the shooting, but. They're going to say it because he had MAGA posts. He had Donald Trump stuff. He was pro the wall. That this dude was a conservative. No. I know old conservatives who may, they don't speak in, what, in ways that are considered polite today. But they would never say... An entire race of people does not belong here. Their language may be salty. It may be offensive to a lot. But their hearts are good. And they would give anyone of any color, of any religion, of any ethnic background, the shirt off their back in a time of need. Because they love people. I've seen it a million times that we on the right are accused of such hate and bigotry, yet at the same time, Chick-fil-A, they're, they're considered hateful because their founder doesn't believe in gay marriage. And whenever protesters show up in the middle of summer, it's 100 degrees and 80% humidity, the employees take water out to the protesters they gladly serve them because it's the right thing to do and so I'm going to do the right thing on this and I'm going to let it stay exactly where it is until we have answers until families have had time to bury their loved ones For the wounded to recuperate. And I'm not going to get into any policy debates. Even if it's over mental health. Which. The interesting sidebar. On Facebook today. A friend of mine who is. Heavily left leaning. Made the comment that. You can't lump everyone who does a mass shooting into those with mental health problems because it diminishes mental health problems. I yeah, I don't know where she gets that either, but it's what she believes, and so it's that's her choice. But 
I decided to do some digging, and I went to the bastion of conservative thought, Mother Jones, and they have some really good numbers that that they've accumulated from through the FBI and other sources. And it's got a spreadsheet of the 140-some-odd mass shootings in the United States since 1982. The data goes all the way up to the, uh, to the shooting in California last week. And the shocking thing is, despite her claim that the ones who were truly mentally impaired crazy if you will they make up over half of the shootings that have occurred people who've had a history of mental illness and uh, and also people who've had a history of violence so just like we saw with the Parkland thing where that shooter had tried to get help. Man, he was failed. Uh, the signs are there. It's, you have to look for them. I mean, a former soldier of mine called me a few weeks ago. That was kind of odd because of the time of night. And I realized, you know, he's married and he's got a young child at home. So maybe he didn't want to, you know, you know, used too harsh a language on the phone with me in front of his baby, but, you know, whatever. And I could tell he'd had a few. He just got home from deployment. But the thing was, he really started turning dark in that conversation, saying some things that they kicked up a lot of red flags. And I told him what he needed to do was to he needed to hang up the phone, put down the booze, and go to sleep and sleep off whatever he's going through because or sleep off the booze because he was in a bad place, and I was generally con- I was genuinely concerned for his health. And he took my advice, and he. He also, you know, did some talking with behavioral health. And and he got himself straight. And he called me last night. And he's like, he told me what was going on. He told me what had got him into that mood. And like I said, there, these are things that if you're looking for them and you know what you're looking for, you can find them. In Afghanistan, I had a soldier who, he was the life of the party. He was always very outgoing always quick with a joke and you know to put a smile on everyone else's face and then he went through a few days it was kind of existing and I told him I don't know what you're going through I don't know what you're feeling right now but if you're at that if you are getting into a depressive mood and you start having thoughts of hurting yourself, my door is open. You come and get me immediately if you think you're going to hurt yourself. The next night, he comes into my room crying and he throws a razor blade down his desk or down my desk. And I immediately saw one of his battle buddies in the hallway and said, hey, come here now. And I started the ball rolling to get him help because, you know, no one wants to see a friend at that point of wanting to commit suicide. Especially if you're overseas So you have to keep an eye out. You have to look out for the people where, you know, maybe there's something off with them. Maybe you can 
see something before they engage in some in an act of suicide or an act of rage such as what happened here in Fort Bliss or Fort I say Fort Bliss because it's outside of El Paso my bad um but people have to watch out for each other you know maybe he only kept this uh white supremacist anti-hispanic uh lines of thinking to being on 8chan where he was semi-anonymous that's possible but I would have to imagine there was not even offhand comments like blatant comments that he made around those to those around him that oh they were they were scared to say about say anything about i mean or maybe they were people he surrounded himself with people who thought like he did so if he made an offhand comment i want to go down to el paso and shoot me some mexicans and they're like yeah that's how you handle the situation i i don't know it's it's an awful situation and my heart goes out to all these families and I pray that God sends his Holy Spirit and sends his angels to comfort and to hold and lift up these families as they go through their time of loss. All right, changing directions a little bit here. Um, so, I guess I didn't watch any of the debates because, well, frankly, eh, didn't have time for any of that garbage. But, you know, one of the things that came up out of it was that uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, she, went, she went full MP officer on uh, Kamala Harris calling her out on her arrest record as uh, the Attorney General for California. You know, I'm reading it uh, from the free an article from the Washington Free Beacon. Uh, headline, California removes arrest reports from Kamala years. Bum, bum, bum. God, I really need to get a soundboard going. It'd be so nice to be able to hit a button and I get the sound effects go to patreon.com slash relentless daring one and support me today but um but no is a so apparently the California had passed a law I think I have it pulled up here ah AB 434 state web accessibility law which, oh, pardon me. Um, you know, basically, is a way to streamline and and maintain the state government websites as far as what information is readily available. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. But in the process of that, all the information from when she was the attorney general just seemed to go poof. There's stuff post Kamala Harris that is still available. You know, after she became the senator. And there's stuff available pre Kamala Harris. But nothing on her. Uh, let me read from the article. All right, so, quote, a redesign of the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation website will make it harder for voters to inspect Senator Kamala Harris's controversial record as the state's top cop. The department removed public access to a number of reports on incarceration in the state, including when presidential candidate Kamala Harris, Democrat, was California's attorney general. Twice a year, the CDCR releases information about the number of new prison 
of new individuals incarcerated in the California prison system as part of its Offender Data Points series. These reports provide important information on demographic, sentence length, offense type, and other figures relevant to criminal justice and incarceration. Which, you know, you would think that the state would want that readily available because, you know, criminal justice is such a big deal. But the problem is with Senator Harris, she's trying to run on a criminal justice reform background, but her own record is entirely antithetical to the platform she's running on. Uh, Going back into the article, and until recently, these reports were publicly available at the CDCR's website. A search using the archive.org's Wayback Machine reveals that as of April 25, 2019, the most recent index date, ODP reports were available dating back to the spring of 2009. As of August 2019, the same webpage now serves only a single ODP report, the one for spring 2019. The pre-2019 reports have been removed. Poof. Gone. Don't know where they're at. The changes matter in part because the reports contain information about Harris's entire time as state AG. Huh. She's taken fire from multiple opponents as her, for her tough on crime record. Which again, this is going to talk about Tulsi Gabbard, you know, going after. Uh, she cited a Washington Free Beacon analysis. Oh, wow. Great minds think alike. But then again, she doesn't have a blue cord. So how great is she? Womp womp. Uh, based in part on the ODP reports that found more than 1,500 Californians were sent to prison for marijuana related offenses while Harris was Attorney General. Hmm, interesting. But then again, you also have to look at her role and what was the position that the rest of the state government was taking at the time. Because since then, California has, they haven't legalized, they've at least decriminalized it. So, you know, maybe people are reading a little, little too much into it. But just as an outsider looking in, uh, the pro-criminal justice reform people, they're really not going to appreciate that. Because, you know, here's Kamala Harris saying, oh, I want to change the law on nonviolent drug offenses, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, she was putting nonviolent drug offenders, you know, she was sent to whichever prisons they need to go to, San Quentin or... Uh, Folsom or whatever. But I digress. And it's funny, you you keep going on these numbers that came out of these older reports that are no longer readily available. More than 120,000 black and Latino Californians were sent to prison while she was state AG. And basically a lot of this, now all this stuff is hidden and the best you can hope to do is that you can send an email to the state of California and they will because you know yeah everything is still available everything is still available it's just not on the website but if you email us we will gladly gladly send you those numbers just as soon as we get done finding those numbers on procrastination Doc, please get back from Florida. We really want those numbers. But um, yeah, it's 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 just more more of the same. We're going to cover stuff up, cover stuff up, cover stuff up because she's our girl and we want her to win. And they know that as people get to digging, people on the left are more likely to go to the right. As they see, the right is far more open to 
a lot of things such as criminal justice reform because, face it, we do need to change the system. There's no reason why a person gets caught with, you know, a little bit of weed or maybe some pills that they're using for their own purposes. There's no reason they should have to face a minimum federal sentencing guideline that says, oh, you got caught with two pills of Percocet when you're not prescribed for it? Okay, you're going to go to jail for five years is because it's the minimum. And at the same time, you also have to look at the the prison systems themselves where they don't have a lot lot in the way of uh, preventing recidivism. If they were to give more educational opportunities and maybe try to partner with certain businesses that are willing to give convicted felons a shot, you know, a second chance, if you will, I think it'd do amazing volumes on reducing crime, reducing repeat offenders. If you're able to you know, get someone a job skill while they're in the system and, you know, make available resources so that when they get out, they have a job they can go to. And, you know, research has shown that those things alone reduce recidivism rates by 50%. The likelihood of going back to prison is cut in half if you have if you're leaving prison with a skill that you've learned and a job prospect. Why why aren't we doing more to try to as a society take our offenders and actually rehabilitate them? Isn't that what the whole point of prison is is to segregate from society and rehabilitate so that they can go back into society having paid their debt and be less likely to reoffend. Currently, you know, with the federal government outsourcing and even state governments outsourcing to civilian uh civilian prisons for profit which I'm not going to fault them because you know it's a service based economy and they provide a service not to mention it keeps the federal government from becoming even more bloated because they've contracted it out but I digress you know if these exist to segregate, rehabilitate and turn back out in the world why aren't we doing that other than to just keep having a way to spend the government's money. And by the government's money, I mean our money. I don't know, just one of those things I've been thinking about lately. And it's, you know, it's something I brought up last week when, you know, talking about how women tend to get lighter sentences for the same, for the same offense because even though sentencing guidelines say you don't take certain things into account, for women, they love to seem to take that into account. So, uh, perhaps a change to the criminal justice system is needed across the entire board. Do you love what you hear on the Relentless Daring Podcast? Do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from the Relentless Daring, asking you to go to shop. Spreadshirt.com slash Relentless Daring and check out our merchandise there. We have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee cups, travel mugs. Go there, check it out, use it to show the world your love of this podcast. And as always, stay relentless. And another exciting tale of jackassery. This one is coming courtesy of Fox News. Uh... Turns out that if you get into a shouting match in the Rose Garden with a former Trump official, 
you run the risk of having a 30-day suspension of your press credentials. Uh, which is what happens happened to a Playboy reporter, which, hmm, who knew they had reporters? I guess he goes out and, uh, you know, reports on whatever boobs he happens to come across. I don't know. Uh, Playboy reporter, CNN analyst, Brian Karam, Karim, I, I don't know, I've never heard of him. Um, yeah, he says his White House, says the White House suspended his credentials over a clash with Sebastian Gorka. I'm not saying you don't want to cross a former Trump official, but I'm saying you might want to consider not doing it. Uh, reading an article from Fox News, quote, Playboy senior White House reporter and CNN political analyst Brian Karam said Friday that the Trump administration temporarily suspended his credentials over a fiery spat with radio show host Sebastian Gorka. End quote. Okay, so uh, last month when the White House hosted their uh, social media forum and you know they put all the social media people in the where the press would normally sit and the press all had to stand in the back. Uh, a lot of people got a little touchy over that. Yeah, pissy might even be a better word to describe how they were feeling. I don't know. But during that, um, uh, reading from the article, uh, while waiting for presidential press conferences following the summit, Karim and Gorka got into a shouting match after Karim described the summit attendees as, quote, a group of people that are eager for demonic possession, end quote. I mean, seriously. Why would you say that about, about anyone? I mean, granted, granted, Fox does not have the full context of what he was saying. But I'm sure that the context doesn't help his case at all. But, yeah, uh, Dr. Gorka shouted at him, You're a journalist, right? And pretty much it came down to, Yeah, let's take this outside and we'll sell this like gentlemen. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, but seriously, you're at a press conference and you're challenging people to fights? Especially a former Trump uh, administration person. That's just the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, he already went after uh, Jim Acosta, which a federal judge said, no, you cannot permanently ban him because he, you know, he was saying not nice things to you. But at the same time, there has to be some some decorum, which I know that's that's it's a word that the White House press corps seems to not understand the meaning of. But that's neither here nor there. You know, there has to be some decorum when it comes to, you know, being a reporter in the White House on the White House grounds. To where you don't start shouting matches with people. You don't say, you know, you don't say, hey, let's take this outside and talk about it. And honestly, if Sebastian Gorka was yelling back at him, he is he should be losing his press credentials too. You're punishing one, but the other one who just happened to be a former official, you're not going to revoke his. Yeah, you know, or maybe, but then again, I don't know if uh, Sebastian Gorka was there on on press credentials. He may have been there, you know, as an invited member of the summit because of his own work that he does. I don't know. Uh, the article really didn't say. Uh, article really didn't say. 
uh, Playboy tweeted about it. Suspension of credential press by the government is incredibly concerning. We are working with our lawyers to appeal the decision to, the su- to suspend Brian Karam. Since 1953, Playboy has fought to protect First Amendment rights, and the fight must continue today. And, end quote. But, okay, there's a... Yes, First Amendment and covering things is important. But that's the reason why the White House, after the whole uh, Jim Acosta kerfuffle earlier this summer, where, ha, you're going to act like a jackass? We're going to kick you out. And then CNN, instead of going, okay, well, we'll just get a different person who is not Jim Acosta and say, all right, settle down, don't get yourself kicked out, and send that person in, you know, they threw a big fit that, Oh no, he's kicking out an entire news agency. What are we going to do? Well, again, it's not like CNN can't turn somewhere else and report what's being reported. It's not like CNN can't find somebody else, you know, I don't know, Bob from the mailroom. Here's a press credential. Go to the White House, cover this press briefing. Don't embarrass us. But instead, it seems that CNN and other media outlets, if that's what Playboy wants to call itself these days, you know, they would rather be embarrassed by one of their reporters acting the fool at the White House of all places. They'd rather have them act the fool than observe anything that resembles, I don't know, respecting the venue that you happen to be covering. Who gives a damn if it's Donald Trump in the White House? You know, if it was a liberal who was not liberal enough, would they still be throwing big fits and temper tantrums? I, I, I'd want to say no, but they really haven't given me a whole lot to go off of. That, again, thank you CNN and Playboy both for this little piece of jackassery. All right, so with all the... Uh, craziness from El Paso and going into politics normally if I wanted to kind of like do a a palate cleanser if you will I'd do a Florida man story but I've got a slightly different one it's 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 an upbeat story no one goes to jail so uh it's from this is from uh earlier today Hiker credits Metallica for saving her and her dog from a hungry cougar. Yeah, you heard me right. Metallica. So, a Canadian woman was out with her dog on uh, Vancouver Island doing some hiking, enjoying a nice fall, or fall, haha, <laughs> you know, nice summer day. Um, when... She looks behind her, and 50 feet up the trail is a cougar. And there's a video attached to the story, which I will make sure I tweet it out. That way, if you don't believe me, you can read the story yourself. Courtesy of the goodnewsnetwork.org. But, um, yeah, she looks up, and she's seeing the cougar at the top of the hill. is just stalking. And so she's yelling at it calling it a bad kitty go away yeah i know i know i i I did a face palm as well you're not alone but uh yes the wind was blowing you know to their face blowing back up the hill you know the dog was not able to pick up on the scent of the cougar so didn't know it was there and i guess 
uh, the owner of the dog turned around and saw it and was like, oh, crap. Yeah, so she's waving her arms, yelling at the cat, trying to get the, you know, trying to scare it off. And it's not going anywhere. So she had to find another alternative to uh, chase the cat off. She starts scrolling through her music library on her phone and comes up with Don't Tread on Me by Metallica. I don't know. That song seems fairly apropos for the situation. (laughs) Being stalked by a cougar and you don't want to be eaten. Um, So I think when I tweet this out, I'm going to, you know, at Metallica and James Hetfield and, you know, see if, see if I can create a stir amongst them because she says she would love to meet, meet the band and tell them the story of how their song saved her life. All right, so that's going to do it for uh, this week's show. Cutting a little shorter than normal, but, you know, life happens. Speaking of life happening, um, earlier this week I found out I'm going to be taking a new job because I have to fund the podcast somehow. So I'm going to be going to the uh, local uh, cooperage. For those of you who don't know what a cooperage is, that is a place that makes barrels. Specifically, barrels for wine and for whiskey. I'll be working as a a lot driver, grabbing empty trailers and taking up to the shipping docks, you know, to get loaded up and grabbing trailers of material and taking into the factory so that way, you know, they have wood to make the barrels with. You know, a a little bit of a pay raise, you know, 55 hours a week. Can't complain about that too much, so... That's going to be fun. Get put my, you know, let my uh, former trucker fly out there. But also, again, if you like the podcast and you want to support it, please, I said once earlier in the podcast, go to patreon.com slash relentlessdaring1 and become a member today. I do have the secret Facebook group formed, or the pages formed, I should say. So, you Go on Patreon if you, regardless of how much you choose to donate, even if it's less than the the minimum tier, I will, you know, make sure you include your, you know, your Facebook info on it, uh, or I'll, because I'm probably going to send you a message to thank you for the donation, and then send me your Facebook uh, pay, your Send me your uh, info on Facebook, and then I will add you to the group. So that's uh, Relentless Dare. Er, oh, my goodness. Yeah, excuse me. It's been a long day. Took the kids to Springfield and had a lot of fun. So I'm a little wore out. But you just go to a patreon.com. Oh, my goodness. There's a dog trying to jump on my lap. And if you've never had a crazy Pomeranian jump on your lap while you're on a microphone, it gets noisy. I apologize. So go to patreon.com slash relentlessdaring1 and become a patron there today. Uh, you can also support the podcast by going to spreadshirt.com slash relentless-daring. I don't know why they put a hyphen in it. I wouldn't have done it, but hey, that's them. But you can go... But you can go spread shirt and uh, there you can get t-shirts, ball caps, uh, coffee mugs, travel mugs. You know, currently we're still rocking the uh, Truth Justice Jackassery design. I'm uh, working on some other things, try to get it, you know, diversify a little bit. Go there today and then, you know, all the commissions that will come off of it are going to go back into this podcast some way, shape, or form until I have the ability to start sticking it in my pocket and then my pocket will thank you for everything you give me. Also, uh, check me out on social media. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash relentlessdaring. Go there. Yeah, on Twitter, the 
you know, you tweet me at Real Tyler Morgan. Use the hashtag uh, Stay Relentless or at Daring Podcast. Again, hashtag Stay Relentless. If you want to get get in touch with me there. I'm currently working on a website. It's just about ready to go. Uh, trust me, as soon as I have... As soon as I have the ability to tell you that RelentlessDaring.com is a real thing, I will tweet it out. I'll put it out on Facebook, and then you'll be able to message me through there. Uh, you'll be able to link to the link to the merch shop. You'll be able to link to Patreon from you know all from the website. You'll even be able to listen to episodes on the website. So that way, you know, if you're just you know you don't have your don't want to, you know, if you're at your work computer and you can't have your phone out, you can go to the website and just run it in the background and listen to the podcast. You know, the things I do for you, my ever, ever faithful listeners, again, thank you so much. Without you, I would have wasted about $160 on recording equipment because I wouldn't know what to do with it without you. So, again, thank you for listening. Uh, again, podcasts can be found iTunes, Google Play, my gracious, gracious host over at Podbean.com, and again, and just uh, there's so many. It's expanded so much. It's on YouTube, uh, iHeartRadio, which I need to talk to iHeart because I go on the app and I look for my for my own podcast on the app. I can't find it. So I have to go through the actual iHeartRadio.com to look for it. It's really weird. But anyways, I digress. Thank you all for listening so very much. And as always, stay relentless.